Yo, 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 yo. What is up, everybody? What is good? You're listening to Petty Time with Wavy Will. I am your host, Evan Williams, aka Wavy Will. And today on my show, I have the lovely, the beautiful, the one, the only, Cora Knowles. Hey, how are you? Hi, Stephanie. I'm very well. See, everybody knows me as Will. <laughs> I refuse like, to call you that. But you're like one of the only few that's like, I'm okay with calling me by my, my actual first name government. I'm not calling you Will at all. But you just called me Will. I didn't. I'm referencing your name. All right. It's apples and oranges. Agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> uh, so today on podcast uh we're gonna talk about relationships because relationships is where it's at right very much so relationships can always strengthen relationships can always grow and of course they can always deteriorate and fall apart but we're gonna focus on you know the good stuff about relationships we might talk about some good some bad and some ugly but uh kind of kind of looking forward to this topic um so relationships some of the things that i've learned from previous relationships that i've been in is that no two relationships are the same no matter whether you do the same thing in one relationship and the next relationship like no relationship is the same um because no no person is like somebody else you know everybody is uniquely different from everybody else so, and may, not everyone is going to make you feel the same either. So. Exactly. See, girl, this going to be a good show today. You already, woo, yes. But yes, you are absolutely correct. Like, everybody has their own unique points of view, feelings, and how they view things. So, we're going to jump right into this. Um,. I don't know besides besides um things that i've learned from my relationships is that i'm it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to not feel like you have to be absolutely perfect for the person that you're with sometimes that expectation can like ruin a relationship Mm. very early on yes feeling the pressure of like needing to impress somebody all the time like do you feel like you have to impress people all the time Mm, i think now my higher self doesn't feel that way but in the past absolutely Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. you want to talk about that or we can get into that later um i'll just say in my past relationship i always felt um the competition i guess you could say my partner always made me feel like other women were portraying the things that he wanted. So I was constantly like seeking those things, trying to look a certain way, trying to have certain accolades, trying to tame my attitude or tame my personality in order to, you know, meet those expectations. It was difficult always mm. feeling like I have to perform. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the competition wasn't necessarily between yourself and yourself, but Mm -mm. you felt like the competition was between 
you and his exes? Not even his exes. I think that he was just very vocal about the kind of woman that he was interested in. And I often was not that. So, oof, Jesus. So your competition was with his ideal woman. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Oof. In all aspects. That's why I'm like saying it's, it wasn't just about the aesthetic. It was like the kind of woman that he wanted as far as like her career choices and the kind of woman that he would want to bring home to his mother the kind of woman that you know he felt was worthy of love the kind of woman that he felt like was worthy of all the things that I wanted I didn't meet those kinds of goals you know that's kind of heavy it's very heavy and ultimately is the reason why we're not together anymore because when you go through your whole relationship feeling like there's competition feeling like you're not worthy it eats away at you. So that's why I said now my higher self is able to know better. So you do better because I recognize that I am worth way more than he ever valued me. And furthermore, that my value doesn't come from a man. Hey, you know, praise, so praise. I value myself and I know what I'm worth. I know what I'd bring to the table. So I don't any longer look at other women who may be prettier than me or have more money than me or have less children than me mm-hmm. or whatever the hell. I feel content and solidified in me. So I don't have those issues anymore. That I think I think one of the best relationships you can have is the one with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because in order to love someone the proper way, you have to learn how to love yourself first. Very much so. I yeah. just spent the last two years doing exactly that. It was hard. It was very hard. I tell people all the time that, like, it sounds cliche to take time to get to know yourself, but it really, truly is the best thing because there are so many layers to people, and you'll never get to tap into those things when you're constantly clouded by a partner. You're constantly taking on the things your partner is interested in, the things that your partner wants out of life. If you never take a second to evaluate what it is that you want or what it is that you like, then you know your judgment gets very clouded. So I heavily believe in taking time to get to know yourself, even if it's a short amount of time. You know, some people are very hard on that and they're like, oh, you should... Be single for five years before you get into another relationship. I don't feel like all that. But however much time it is that you do take, fully dedicate yourself. So for me, I just watched myself of like men in general. I didn't want to be friends. I didn't want to sleep with them. I didn't want to date them. I didn't care about relationships at all for a long time. So I enjoyed it, though. Because I got to recognize a lot of the things about myself that I thought were my characteristics. And really, they were just my partners. There's some shit that I don't like that I've been thinking I liked all this time. And it's like, no, that's him. <laughs> or vice versa. Uh, okay, so let's get into this. Um, So what are some of the mistakes that you feel that you've made in relationships? Being too codependent, for sure. That was one of my biggest flaws that I can call myself out on now. I was very clingy and just suffocating in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was out of my own insecurities. I didn't want for him to leave me. I wanted him to be around all the time. So I didn't 
curate a life for myself outside of him. You're sending me what this curate word is. It's gotta look it up. It's a good word. Go to word of the <coughs> word of the day is curate for everybody out there. But yeah, I just never really curated a life for myself. Everything about me had to do with him. So my codependency had to go ASAP. I think some of the mistakes that I've made in my relationships were even when I became an adult, I felt like I was still childlike in the relationship. Like if I didn't get my way, oh, it's over. Or if you didn't do some things that I didn't like, then oh, we're over. Or I'm going to go talk to somebody else or, you know, show somebody else my attention when I feel that I think that you're not giving me the same attention that you used to give me. But, like, that also had to do with a lack of communication. I and dealt with a lot of that as well. The passive aggressiveness, you know. You didn't do what I wanted you to do. And I'm not going to tell you that you didn't do it. I'm going to just keep it moving. I, I don't know. I feel kind of uneasy about the passive aggressiveness. Because, like, I am too sometimes passive aggressive. Um, I'll let things slide that I shouldn't let. Clyde, I'll I'll keep my opinions to myself sometimes when I don't agree because I I I don't mind it. I will definitely do it, but I do not like confrontation. And I feel that that lack of like saying what I need to say in the moment that it happens can often let people feel like they can walk over me. Mm-hmm. And that is one of my pet peeves like when people think that they can just walk over me or talk to me any kind of way, we're going to butt heads like every single freaking time. Like, don't do that. Do not do that. I don't like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, some of the other mistakes that I made, um, I may have to a point been verbally abusive. Not like calling her out her name, but like, you know, raising my voice or because like, as you know, like my voice projects Mm -hmm. and like I usually talk very calmly, very softly. But when I do start to raise my voice, it sounds like you're really, really angry. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you never get to see that side of me, you know, but if if people keep like nitpicking me nitpicking at that one thing that i don't like and they know that i don't like and they just keep doing it and doing it just to spite me and just to like see where i would go like if you want to see me get upset keep doing those things and like i can show you really fast but like i don't like confrontation and i will do you not like the confrontation because you're afraid of how you're going to react or afraid of how the other person's going to react it's never how like the other person's going to react it's more so how i'm going to react so you're afraid of getting too angry. You don't... Let me rephrase. Are you afraid of being those lower vibrations that you were talking about? Like being verbally abusive or calling a person out of their name. You know that that's something you're capable of. So in order to prevent that from happening, you just don't decide to engage in any type of debate at all. I, I would agree to a, a certain extent on that because... At the same time, yes, I can control my own emotions. Yes, I can, you know, sit and engage in a confrontation. But it's like when you get me to that certain point, it's like, 
right, you done woke up a sleeping giant. Like, <laughs> it's the same way with me being petty. Like, I'm not petty. I'm provoked. I have to be provoked in order to be petty. I'm very much so the same way. But so like, I was asking yeah. because I've had to deal with those same mm-hmm. struggles within myself because I'm very, very reserved mm-hmm. and calm. But I'm, I always make the joke, like, I'm still from Inglewood. So <laughs> I have absolutely no problem with cussing somebody yeah. out. I have absolutely <laughs> no problem with telling somebody about themselves. Mm-hmm. I can belittle the fuck out of someone if that's what you need me to do. So, like, my thing, too, like, I feel like when when you know that I'm the way that I am and then you, like, push my buttons, like, Right. You're asking for it. <laughs> right. Like, my goal then is to crush you and obliterate your entire existence and, like, make you feel like complete shit. That like, was definitely my problem in yeah. my past relationship. In the beginning, anyway. We were together for a long time. So, in the beginning, it took me about two years before I finally was like, okay, girl, you have to calm your ass down because this is a whole man here. <laughs> and not to say that he's ever been physically violent, but, yeah. you know, growing up around people who have experienced those things, I just was like, listen, you can't be in here talking to this man this kind of way, mm-hmm. yelling at him, calling him out of his name, being all in his face and all the dramatics and just expect for him to always be this calm and reserved. So it took me a little bit, but I finally just had a conversation with myself one day and was able to like never go to those lengths ever again because it was a little scary to see mm. myself really just out of character enough to not care like i can't imagine being like that anymore so because this is my show and i can say what i want um i'm just gonna be a little bit transparent here because um there are some things about me that i don't often share with people mm-hmm. but i feel that transparency is key um i was physically abusive one time, one instance, I lost my cotton pick in mind and put my hands on my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. But it was never in her face. It was never, like, with a closed fist. Mm-hmm. It was more like a spanking. However, like, I can own up to that. It doesn't sound good any way I put it because I shouldn't have let her get me to that point or have went to that point at mm-hmm. all period domestic violence is wrong and i was wrong in that sense you know however i can i can sit here and say that i was wrong in that in that state the state of being that i was in i was not in the perfect state of being Mm -hmm. there was no excuse for me doing that but like i feel that knowing that i'm always cognizant in my own head about how far i can go and where i need to draw the line and not cross again you know, like people may like look at me differently after they hear this, but honestly, I don't fucking care because this is me being transparent. This is me like sharing my life, sharing my experiences and try to be better. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder, though, like I was asking you earlier. So mm-hmm. do you ever worry that if a person pushed you to that limit in an argument that that's why you don't like to? get into confrontations is because you're afraid that that could happen again. Oh no, I'm I'm never afraid that that will happen again cuz I know it will never happen again. Mm-hmm. I will I will I will sooner walk away and like just get my keys and drive away 
than I would ever open my hand and like put my hand on a, on a woman again. Like they say, once a cheater, always a cheater, whatever that may be the case. But like, I feel like if I'm in that state of being to where like I'm raising my voice and getting upset, just let me walk away. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to do that again. But at the same time, like you forcing the situation doesn't make it any better. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people know when they're provoking somebody mm-hmm. in an argument for sure. I mean, like you said, we're never going to sit here and condone domestic violence, but how many people can say male or female that, you know, your partner was trying to remain calm and you were just constantly in their face, badgering them, you know, yelling and cursing and all the most. So that definitely goes both ways. Okay. Both so people have to be reserved. So quick couple of questions. What has been your best relationship? I would have to be cliche and say my best relationship has been these two years that I've taken to just be alone. So your relationship with your yourself has been your best relationship? It honestly has. I have taught me how to love. I have taught mm-hmm. me how to have patience. I have taught me how to persevere. I have taught me how I want to be loved because all of my other partners or situations let me down so I had to figure out how to not let myself down anymore because I believe in taking accountability for the person you choose Mm -hmm. so yeah I would definitely say being in a relationship with myself and just catering to me I've spent a lot of time on self-care and I know that's like such a huge thing nowadays but no seriously like I have planned dates for myself I have set the scene in my bedroom for myself like I you know like I have put on for me, for sure. All right. So, um, for me, I'm going to throw another cliche on there. You threw a cliche, so I'm going to throw a cliche. Is that fair? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I think the, um, my best relationship is either my current one or the next one. You know? You know how they say, like, I know, I was listening to, like, Tom Brady and Gron- uh, Rob Gronkowski talk because... I'm a Patriots fan. They were former Patriots. And so they were asking this question, like, what has been your favorite ring? And Tom Brady is married. So, like, Gronkowski asked this question. Or, no, the moderator asked this question, and they both, like, would write down the answer. And then his answer was, the next one is his favorite ring. And I feel like with relationships, it should always be that way. Mm-hmm. Like, it, Like, even if you're in a marriage your next relationship doesn't have to necessarily be outside of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Your next relationship can be the next day with your wife, your significant other. How you treat her that day or how you treat him that day could be the next relationship. So like when people say that on um, the next one, it doesn't necessarily have to seem like like you're ready to get out of the current relationship that you're in. You're just ready for the next relationship, the next day, the next chapter, the next the next page. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I'm a little cliche with that, and I'm going to say my next one. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, so what has been your worst relationship? My worst relationship would definitely be the last one that I just got out of. Mm -hmm. Mostly because it was a situation where neither of us knew how much damage we were doing to the other person because we were so engulfed in everything that was going on. And... 
I hate thinking about whether or not certain things could have made the outcome different. Um, but it ultimately tried to break me for sure. I mean, anything that you could think of that went wrong, went wrong. And I would feel like in all aspects of the word, I, I almost I lost myself, you know, mm-hmm. that was hard to walk through. That was hard to realize that I allowed myself to spiral so much financially, physically, emotionally, socially. I just was not myself anymore. So that was hard because I was very devoted from the beginning. So Mm, that's tough. I think I think the worst relationship I was in was um It has to either be, uh, it wasn't necessarily my ex-wife because we, when we were good, we were good. But when it was bad, it was bad. Um, Like we were toxic to to an extent, you know, Mm -hmm. but like the relationship I was in with um, Leilani, who lives in North Carolina, like all the signs were always there. Like I just didn't pay attention to them. Like I was always buying her something sending her money every few weeks to go get her her nails done, sending her money to get her hair done, buying a buying her a cruise ticket that I didn't go on a cruise with her, um, driving nine hours to take the rest of her stuff up to her in North Carolina and didn't even get to spend a night with her. I barely got to kiss her before I left. Like, that was That was probably the worst one. Because it's not that things were bad. It was just I didn't I didn't pay attention to the signs sooner. Like I should have never done done did any of those things that I did mm-hmm. for her. But because I was so uh clouded by like the thought of me being in love with her was was enough for me to do everything for her without her even asking me to do it. And then not receiving anything in return was it's not that I was looking to get anything in return but the fact that I wasn't receiving any type of love in return was was tragic and bad how long did that go on for mm, that went on for um i want to say at least a year yeah yeah, it was it was kind of terrible. Yeah, I can't imagine being in another lifeless relationship like that again. Just never feeling like anything is reciprocated. Mm-hmm. That shit is exhausting. That's the stuff that makes me want to like go crazy. Jump, yeah. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> All right. So, um, what's been your longest relationship? Nine and a half. Well, that was how long we were married for nine years. We were together for 11 years. Damn. Yeah. All of my poor little 20s just down the freaking toilet. It was fine. Bruh. That's tragic. Tragic. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely tragic. Like, I don't I don't mean to like. No, it is. It is. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody, you know? Yeah. So when I get to that point where I raise my children 
and talk to them about dating and being in love and sex and relationships, man, it stresses me out because I don't want my kids to have a negative connotation around relationships and feel like I don't ever want for them to get married or, you know, give themselves to anybody. But in the same breath, I just really, really pray that the generational curses will be broken and they will not be seeking validation outside of themselves because that is absolutely what got me into the situation I was in. Just constantly wanting somebody's approval, constantly wanting somebody to see me and love me and appreciate me. I really pray that my kids will recognize that they're everything and that they don't need anybody to tell them that. And um, just enjoy being young. Mm. You know, I was very much so wanting to have a family and settle down. And Mm. I was 19. Yikes. I know. (laughs) Yikes. (sighs) So I think my my longest relationship was uh, outside of my parents and outside of myself. My longest relationship was probably with my ex-wife. Um, I was I was fresh in the army. We met, we hung out. I left, went to Germany, and came back to South Carolina. And she was waiting for me. So um, I would say that was about three years, three and a half, four years. But like I feel like we're mature enough and cordial enough to still maintain a friendship now and it's not a friendship on like you know hey let's bang or let's smash or anything like that it's a relationship like i can legit call her up if i need something or if i want someone to talk to and like if she's available she'll talk you know she'll give me advice i'll give her advice we'll talk about our relationships with other people and we'll reminisce about our old relationship and like how we were toxic, but like, you know, it wasn't right. It wasn't at the right moment, you know. So it is what it is. I think that's the one positive thing about young relationships is when you are able to break apart from each other and move on successfully and there's no bad blood, that person usually stays a friend because. I don't know why it's different meeting people as adults, but for some reason you feel a lot more loyalty to a person when you've known them since they were a freaking teenager. So I think that that's dope. And I pray that my ex and I can ever get to the place where it's not so chaotic as often as it is. And we can just cruise because I definitely don't want for him to feel like you know, he's alone out here in the world or lost a friend. But um, we just have to establish boundaries at this point. So Boundaries are key, people. Boundaries are key. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your shortest relationship? Um, I would have to go all the way back to high school, I guess you could say, was my shortest relationship. We really didn't even consider each other boyfriend and girlfriend, but... That just lasted for like two or three months. Yeah. I've been there. I've done that. You know, I think my shortest relationship was a few weeks at best. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I caught someone's. We hooked up. And that was the end. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you her name because I don't remember it. So. <laughs> That's not good at all. <laughs> Yikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so moving right along. Um, what do you feel about friends with benefits and situationships or entanglements, how they like to call it nowadays? That's a topic I've been trying to wrap my mind around for some time. When I was in my marriage, uh, I always felt like having a friends with benefits was silly. You know, like, why would you want to just be sleeping with someone and giving yourself to them physically and then never being able to admit or engage in a real relationship? But now, in hindsight, that that relationship is over, I can totally see the appeal. Like, you come here, we do our thing, you go on about your life, perfect. Thank you for your service. Um, um, I just feel like friends with benefits now appeals to me because I just feel like I have a lot going on in my day to day and in the event that I just wanted to get hit and go on about my day, that doesn't sound bad. Wait a Um, minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) In the event that, you know, somebody just needed to let their little workday frustrations out on me for a second. So you trying to get some sneaky links. (laughs) okay what a name um yeah i don't feel like it's i don't feel like it's so bad but that's me speaking from where i am now today i very much so value relationships i value having emotional attachment to people and i feel like that makes for the best intimacy and sex life but sometimes niggas just don't want to deal with all that so how many friends with benefits or situationships or entanglements have you been in? I've only been in one entanglement, and it was very brief. It lasted for a couple of months because I moved, and that was all she wrote. But while I <laughs> while we lived in the same area, it lasted for like a good eight weeks. No forever after. Because um, he wasn't willing to travel to see me. So. I feel like I've been in, I've been in a couple entanglements, friends with benefits or situationships, um, even dating back to before they were even called that, you know, I felt that there was a person for me in the moment that I just needed a quick nut or somebody to take that work frustration out on or this or that, but like, I don't know. Um, I feel like. And the majority of my friends with benefits or situationships, I feel like me, myself, I have caught feelings for the person that I was in a situationship with. So, I mean, that in itself is kind of bad, I guess. Because, like, me personally, I don't believe in going out and smashing a whole bunch of different women all at the same time, you know. Like, I've always wanted to smash one person, one person only. And, like, have um what's the word have certain you know ties to that one person if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. like i didn't like knowing that she was out talking to somebody else or anything like that so like that's where 
I probably crossed the line in the situation ship. But that is exactly why I've always refused to be in one. Well, I can't say that because I was married, but that's why my opinion was always what it was is because across the board, it just felt like friends with benefits works majority of the time for the guy because when they don't want to be attached, it's all cool and gravy. But once they start to catch feelings and they recognize that homegirl's still out here living her best life, then y'all want to be acting funny. So I was just like, why even do that? Why not just decide to be exclusive to each other? You don't have to go and put labels on it. You know, if you just don't want to call it a girlfriend or a boyfriend, fine. But to just be out here acting like you just are with so many people and I want you to be with so many people, like, I just don't feel like that works long term. Do you think you yourself could be exclusive to one person, but yet still be out in these streets looking for your next relationship? You would have to be more specific about what you mean by that. If I'm giving myself to one person, you mean just physically? Like physically just having sex with one person, but yet going out on dates and pursuing other people emotionally. Yes. yes. Mm, that's a lot of energy. I'm going to say yes for the sake of like getting to know people. Okay. But I'm the type of person that like once I fall for one person, that's just what it is. Like my eyeballs don't work for a lot of other people anymore. So, so you don't put your eggs in other baskets. I never have been the type to put my eggs in a lot of other baskets. I can't speak for now because I've not had an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so like me myself, I used to I used to put my eggs in so many different baskets just because I felt like I was single. However, I wasn't being physical with all of them. Mm-hmm. So like that may seem like I'm a player or whatever, but at the same time I I wasn't exclusive with anybody. I wasn't having sex with everybody. Mm-hmm. So it was it was just that. It was just me seeing what was out there. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder if I would be able to keep that kind of lifestyle up. But like I said, I've never had the opportunity. So I really can't tell you. But I don't see myself being a player. I don't see myself out here just keeping up, talking online with hot babes all day. Just three and four different men. <laughs> Not the hot babes. <laughs> Not, just, Not the hot babes. It sounds exhausting. <laughs> For me, personally, like I said, I have a lot going on in my personal life. So, to me, I just feel like trying to date around, it sounds cute until you actually have to do it. And you have to entertain all these people and you have to let them in on your life. Like, for me, going down my whole life history with three and four different men, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about my past that many times over and over. I don't want to get to know you know, all the depths of you, multiple people, like that just sounds really exhausting and is probably the reason why I just take it one person at a time. Like I said, it sounds cute though. I think I think one of the reasons why I stopped doing all that is because like one time I got caught up and like started <laughs> saying the wrong things to one person that I was supposed to say to somebody else. Yikes. Like having conversations out like, no, we had that conversation. Yikes. You remember that, right? And then they're like, no, wrong nigga, nigga. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, I got caught up a few times doing that. And, like, it kind of feels like lying. but like, Kind of? I, I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> I know I had the conversation with somebody. Just it wasn't with that one person. So that doesn't mean I'm lying, you know? Or do you think that's like... That's lie? lying. Oof. <laughs> For sure. Oof. 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 
but okay. Yikes. 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 Um. All right. So, do you think that friends with benefits actually work? Mm, nope. I don't. From my little panel of friends, I'm going to go ahead and say it doesn't work. Not the panel of friends. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it doesn't work because one person always ends up catching feelings. I would agree with you on that one. And then it's annoying because a lot of times once you catch the feelings, one or two things happens. Either you keep it to yourself and it eats you a freaking live Mm -hmm. or you go ahead and confess those feelings and then you recognize your partner is not trying to reciprocate and then that eats you alive. Ooh, okay, so seeing that we're going there, okay, so what are some keys to a good relationship? Like, I'm going to start off with saying, like, I think the the foundation of every relationship, whether you're just friends, whether you're, like, exclusively seeking each other, is comprehensive communication. Like, when I, what I mean by comprehensive communication is, like, say, for instance you understand what somebody is saying, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't know how to communicate that <clears throat> understanding. Like, it's it's useless. You need to have both. You can't just understand somebody and not know how to communicate, or you know, you know how to communicate with somebody but not understand what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So in order to, like, have a very solid foundation, you need comprehensive communication. I agree. Um, I would say... For me, having some business about yourself would have to be... Speak on that, sis. Will have to be definitely foundational for me. I don't ever want to be in a situation where one of us or both of us are codependent on the other person. I need you to have your own friends, your own life, your own family, your own things, and then allow me to incorporate myself into that. I don't want to ever feel like... You know, I'm going out with my homies and then I got to feel bad because you're just kicking it at home all weekend or feeling like on holidays, I got to pick and choose between being with my family or being with you because you don't have nobody to be going home to. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to feel like my partner is just, you know, working so hard and doing so many things for themselves. And then there's me just at home waiting for you hand and foot. Don't have nothing to do with myself. Just I don't. I don't waiting, waiting, waiting. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that because I don't. I don't want to feel like, you know, I work, I come home, and you're my only friend. I wouldn't mind, you know. But at the same time, it's like, damn, I re- like Dom. I really don't have any life except for outside of you. Like it creates the codependence. Yeah. You know, because I very much so believe that it takes other people to help sustain a relationship specifically a marriage i very much so feel like all levels of marriage require some outside influence it's not to say that those influences dictate your relationship but i think that people need to have a healthy outlet they need to be able to have somebody or some people to bounce their ideas off of their feelings off of people to put them in check and say hey actually you're wrong or hey actually you're right or even just give a different perspective because I know for me, like my friends have had similar situations to me, but their reactions are not the same. Sometimes I need that to just be like, you know what? I didn't have to react like that or to give myself some self-love, you know, to be like, mm, I'm dealing with some bullshit. Let me move on. So 
So I feel like you need outside influences for sure. Um, I feel like another key component to every foundation of a relationship needs to be transparency. Um, I'm not saying that you have to like share every nook and cranny, every person that you've ever been with ever in your life. But like there needs to be some transparency, like full transparency with someone. Mm -hmm. Like I can't be in a relationship with you without feeling that, you know, there's some so much mystery to me. Like I feel like you need to be an open book, good, bad and the ugly. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you can't lay all your cards out on the table from the jump, then like it's a no for me. Right. Like I don't I don't wanna like end up marrying you and find out, oh, you have three kids on the side mm-hmm. that I never knew about. Mm-hmm. Or get married and find out you have bad credit. Or get married and then find out on our wedding day that your ex husband is at the wedding. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to find out any of this mm-hmm. at the last minute. You know, I feel like that that's a part of true intimacy. When mm-hmm. you can when you can truly be transparent with the next person, when you can be vulnerable, like deep down, like unashamed vulnerability with someone else is like the purest form of intimacy. And I felt like it opens the door for your partner to truly choose you mm. because if you tell them everything about you from day one and they still stick around, then you know it's real. Right. You know that <laughs> that person is not no, just here to whatever the hell. You're weeding out the the would-bes from the... Mm-hmm. Ooh, I felt that one right there. That was good. I like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just feel like you you can't... Like, there's some people that will refuse to like open up and share something with the next person Mm -hmm. and people will like purge and prod and like and like try to force that out of you but when you're when you're from the jump transparent and you're just open with the person that you're trying to get to know and try to be in a relationship with that's when the relationships can go the furthest Mm -hmm. like but there, there are some people out there that will take advantage of those things and try to hold certain things above you or over your head. But those aren't the people that you want to be in a relationship with. The people that you want to be in a relationship with are the ones that can accept you for your faults and your baggage and like choose to choose you because all that stuff happened before them. Mm-hmm. And they don't hold it against you. It's, it's like I said before, it's the purest form of intimacy in my eyes. I also feel like being truthful and <clears throat> trustworthy, even loyal, are like all the key components to a healthy relationship. I have to have a comment about the loyalty part because years ago, when my relationship first started to fall apart, I was doing all the like looking online for oh, all the memes oh, and snap. things to make myself feel better, right? And there was this one woman's page that I stumbled upon, who I still follow to this day. She's very insightful. But um, I remember her doing a video and just saying that she doesn't like the word loyalty in a relationship because then it forces me to put myself second. Now I'm so loyal to you and committed to you in this situation 
that my needs and my wants have to be put second. So I feel like I'm loyal to me first. And as long as you do right, then I will extend my loyalty to you. Girl, you better preach. But I'm not being loyal to a damn person other than myself from the beginning. You know, you have to earn that. I think think compatibility and um, shutting out the outside noise is also important. Because people are going to always have their viewpoints and, like, uh, opinions about what you do with somebody else, whether it be with them or whether it be with somebody else. They're always going to have their opinion. However, like, it's okay to, like, to to hear those things, but to, like, truly um, shut those noises out is what's, what's um, important in a relationship. I feel like, again, I I truly believe that you have to have a little bit of both. Mm. I think that in a marriage, it's great to just confide in you and your partner. But I sometimes feel very much so like in my last situation, had our families intervened sooner, things probably wouldn't have went left as quickly as they did or maybe not at all. Mm-hmm. I feel very much so that like when my children get older and they call themselves being in serious relationships, mm-hmm. it's your family's duty and the people around you who call themselves loving you, your best friends, whoever, to advocate for you and your partner. Right. There was none of that for us. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, we made a lot of mistakes very early on. Mm-hmm. Moving away from home was one of the first ones. We right. should have never moved across the country as freaking t- kids. Mm-hmm. Nobody said nothing. You know, everybody was just like, oh, okay, that's what y'all want to do. Sayonara. And so I feel like, yeah, you can definitely keep your relationship to yourself and, you know, not let outside influences get in the way of how you feel about your partner or, you know, overshadow the decisions that you guys make as a unit. But I do feel like you do need people to hold you and your partner accountable Mm -hmm. for your happiness checking in you know right um hmm. i'm trying to figure out a way to segue this but whatever it's my show i do what i want um do you know what your what your love languages are my love languages are definitely quality time (laughs) and words of affirmation i love hearing how much i mean to you how much I make you happy, the things that I do for you and how they make you feel. And me working on my codependency, codependency, I still am very much so clingy, you know? Like when I am fully (laughs) engulfed in a relationship, Mm -hmm. I want to talk all day. I want to come to your job for lunch. I want to hurry up and get home so I can make you dinner and watch you eat it. Like, yes, I'm very much so wrapped up in the love. So... Those are my love languages. I think um, the way I love is with quality time, words of affirmation, and um, physical touch. I love, I love PDA in every form of it. I don't care who's watching. I don't care how sickening and abusive somebody thinks that it may be. Oh, that's disgusting. 
I love it. I love getting the people to like look away because we're so freaking stinking <laughs> cute. That that's the stuff that I love. Like I want to be the ugly couple that goes to the fair wearing matching outfits. I want to be that ugly couple that like I give you a piggyback ride. It's not ugly though. It's I think not. that that's such a good quality for a man it's, to have cuz I feel like it's super lost on us for yes. men to be like hopeless romantics you know what i mean yeah, like, like that I, high school middle school love yeah like i want to write letters to my my significant other because like you can always say these things over the phone or through a text message or whatever but like actually sitting down and writing something to your loved one like oh my gosh that's so intimate right there like i have great penmanship but like maybe one day i'll write you a letter yeah normalize male um hopeless romantics hey shout out to libras because that's where we are (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay so um i'm gonna get into something that's a little bit different um what do you think about reversed roles in a relationship i love it personally Mm. um mostly just because i'm petty and i want to see how my partner Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're a petty type with Wavy Will. You're petty? What? Just a little bit. I, I might have think. to have you back on an episode and we can talk about some, some petty time. Yes. Hey. Um, I just want to see how they will be able to respond because when it comes to gender roles, I get very, you know, women are everything. We can do it all. So to see men in roles that women play, I feel like makes me laugh because a lot of times they can't handle it. Whereas when roles are reversed and women have to do the things that men are capable of doing, we rise to the occasion majority of the time. So I would love it if I could, you know, go and do my little career and I made enough money to where my husband could stay at home and raise our children and do the grocery shopping and make sure my drawers is folded right. Hey, husband, see you at five. Check and check, okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. um, Do women actually still take men out on dates? Yes. Yes. And cover the tab? Yes. Where are these women at? (laughs) One is sitting right here. I have no problem with doing that. I think that a lot of women... Get I think nervous. Have to cut this podcast short because uh, <laughs> I think a lot of women get nervous about doing that type of stuff because it's like the don't do wifey shit for fuckboys type of thing. Facts, facts, facts. That's all it is. But mm-hmm. once I recognize that you're not being funny with me and I can actually trust you with my coins, I will spare no expense. Not the coins. Yeah, let's do it. Hey. I've treated my man to plenty of things before: hotel rooms, clothes, dinners. What? 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 Do you do you think that women should wear the pants in a relationship? I don't believe in wearing pants. I think Whoa, we both <laughs> I just think that we both have things that we're good at. Mm-hmm. So if I'm better at handling this, there's no need for me to call it wearing the pants. I'm just more equipped to handle this part of the relationship. Do you, do you think that men uh have too much ego to let the woman be the breadwinner or the protector? Or the provider for yes, a household. Absolutely. And it's something y'all need to work on. Y'all? Yes. Wait a minute. Because it's, it's you ridiculous. Said, when you say y'all, you like kind of like <laughs> unintentionally threw me into that. So like, oh. No, 
I'm well. just saying men as a whole, they need to knock that shit off. Because we were just talking about that with Homegirl um, from Love Is. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying how shocked I was, but then again, not shocked. Because if I really sat down and went through my social media, I could pull out at least two handfuls of women who have been wildly successful in the past couple of years in whatever their, you know, form of business is. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like hotcakes. Their husbands are up out of here. Right. And I don't understand that because you would think, like, your lady just got put on and now you're fixing to live a good life. You would want to sit down and be happy. Right. They're like, no, nah, actually, this is a whole wrap. So, like, like if if you were to get rich and mm-hmm. I was just to be your side, well, not your side nigga, but your man, like, mm-hmm. I would be perfectly fine with, like, Holding your clutch purse while you're on the red carpet and taking what? all the photos. Please do me. Please, no. please step aside, sir. We <laughs> only want her in the picture. Like I'm okay with that, cause like I'm not in a relationship with them people. Like regardless of whether they're taking photos of you, like mm-hmm. all right, as long as they know their place, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. And it just goes to show the gender roles and how misogyny is so real still to this day, because. For so many generations and hundreds of years, women have always had to be in the back. And we do it with grace. Mm-hmm. We have no problem. Right. But now all of a sudden, now that you see a boom of women who are in the forefront of their households, men have so many problems with being on the back. I, think I that, just don't get that. I think that saying needs to be like removed. Like the saying that goes, beside every, uh, every man is a great woman. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the case is, ahead of every man is a great woman very much so because not only do they take care of the kids they keep food in the house they make sure that everybody's fed like you you give anyone good while we're doing it facts without seeming to be stressed or agitated with a smile on her face like you, you don't necessarily see that in a relationship and i've seen something that said something like um a woman is a multiplier. Like, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what you bring to the table, the woman multiplies that. Mm-hmm. If you bring love to it, she's going to multiply that love. If you bring honesty and caring and all these other good qualities, she's going to multiply that. However, if you bring some BS into the relationship, she's all, also going to multiply that. So, like, I feel that that's um, a big thing that, like, not a lot of people talk about or notice in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so this other post that I seen today on Facebook, it says, uh, love hack, your man should love you more than you love him. Women are natural born lovers and nurturers. A man has to be borderline obsessed with you to match your level of love and loyalty for him. As women, we know this could all change, but when a man really feels as if he looked up by getting you, his actions are usually different from a man who had to chase down and beg to even notice you or be with you. Ladies, our love is so deep that we will we real life snap when they do us dirty. So it's only right that we require a man who can out love us. Cause a woman's love, uh, cause a woman's love is already unmatched. What are your takes on that? I a hundred percent agree, and I feel like all throughout my last relationship, I regretted the fact that I never heard of that before, because. I was serial about not serial. wanting to chase a guy when I was a kid. Like, all throughout my teenage years, every boyfriend that I ever had was because I solicited him. 
I was the one to first be like, oh my God, I think you're cute. I want your number. And it's like, girl, shut up. So you did all the shooting of the shots? Absolutely. Before shooting, yes, before shooting your shot was a thing, there was Cora shooting Mm -hmm. your shot 2008. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was really disgusting. (laughs) Not 2008. Oh my gosh. And I really hated that about myself because I very much so feel like it set the tone for the rest of our relationship. And I was constantly chasing him, chasing him, chasing him. And he was constantly just like, oh, yeah, you there, but I'm over here. And so I very much so feel like now that I'm in a situation where this person has, like, confessed their feelings for me off top and in some ways their feelings for me are stronger than what I would have wanted to reciprocate at that time I feel very much so like that's fire like yeah definitely would rather be in a situation where somebody makes me feel like they love me more but I do also feel like it works because women genuinely do commit themselves very quickly and so deeply like when we are in we were we are totally in like you have us physically you have us financially you have us emotionally you know like there's nothing that we won't do for you when we are committed and i think sometimes it's just like what i was saying about loyalty that commitment takes you a lot further in relationships than the actual love right so that's why for me i just personally feel like it's true because the next time that i get into a like real committed relationship or consider marriage i want to know for sure that the person i'm with is like head over heels for me he will do some wild ass shit for me because I know know that I will do some wild ass shit for you. It needs to be reciprocated from day one. I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like me personally, I'm, I'm okay with either being the breadwinner or being the man that stays home and, and provides or the man that takes care of the kids while the woman is out being the breadwinner and bringing home the bacon. I feel like, I have an ego to a certain degree, but not too much of an ego to where it's like, I can't tolerate if a woman is making more money than you. I just don't understand it because at the end of the day, we all eat. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's your children too. Yeah. So what the heck is the problem? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, don't under, I don't understand that. Like, <clears throat> like, I've heard some people say that they can never share accounts with their spouse or their significant others. And I feel that there needs to be at least... Three shared accounts. Three. Maybe more. But like, there needs to be one for the bills. One for like family functions and vacations and things of that nature. And then a savings account for like a rainy day. You know? So you believe in sharing the bills 50-50 in your marriage? No, not necessarily 50-50. But just having all of the money for whatever bills in one account? Yes. Okay. So like, if I'm if I'm working a job that pays ten dollars an hour, right, and you're working a job that pays you one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year, right, I'm not gonna expect you to pay all the bills. I'm gonna I'm gonna put up put forth my best effort to contribute to the bills. That's not necessarily going fifty fifty, but it's whatever I can to help make sure that the household is sustained. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I should be looked at differently because i can't afford certain things Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense because once you're married all of your money whether it's literally shared or not 
is each other's, you know? Like, even if we had separate bank accounts, I still feel very much so like what I'm bringing home is for my family. Now, whether you have direct access to it or not... It's a different story. It's a different story. (laughs) I personally feel like I just would want to keep separate finances to some extent just because I've dealt with, like, recklessness in the past and because I'm too much of a planner and a logical thinker I always got to have money set aside for, like you said, rainy days. And sometimes your definition of a rainy day ain't my definition of a rainy day. So I got to make sure we straight. Oh, so you mean I can't like just save up money for the new PS5 that drops in November? Shit like that is what I'm talking about. Bruh, but that PS5 though. It's like Jordan's. Oh, I don't do those. I work at right, Vans. So I what's the difference? What's the difference though? It's literally just another game system. And the fact that folks are out here pre-ordering it, it's a little wild. But they, I, I like really want that PS5 though. Mm. Two stone. All right, agree to disagree. Apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna close pretty soon. But um, what has been the greatest love that you have ever experienced? The greatest love I've ever experienced would be from my children. They are undoubtedly the purest form because when I'm irritated with them, yelling at them, um, you know, just in general checked out, don't feel like being bothered, or if I'm having a great day and I'm totally present, they don't wake up the next day mad. They don't wake up the next day holding it against me. They love me just as much as they did day before. So I feel like for sure that that type of energy exchange is unmatched. I don't know if I will ever be able to find a love as deep as the one that I feel like my kids and I have. Right. I pray that that exists in a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. but I just feel very much so like the birth process, whether you're a man or a woman, if you're really in it and you're like really a, a real parent, the birth process will have you out here real wild over your child. Yeah. And it should be that way. I feel like the greatest love I've ever experienced. Um, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound too religious or whatever, but like the love of God from above to like all of humanity and on it, to be honest, like whether you believe it or not, whether you think it's just a story that's, in a book that's been over like the bestseller list for the last umpteen years, like that's your choice, that's your faith. But I choose to believe that you know God sending down His Son to like die for us, so that we can truly, uh, freely choose to live how we want to live. I mean, it doesn't get no bigger than that. Um, Where's the- Oh, hold on, hold on. That was good. That one? That one? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I feel like like you can't compare the love of a, a mother for her children. Um, so I would say like I may do a lot of crap but like the way my mom loves me is like I don't know. It's You can't explain it. Like even when she probably shouldn't because I do some stupid stuff, like she still loves me, and I'm just like, I'm grateful for that. 
sometimes I may take it for granted, which I shouldn't do, but like, I don't know. I don't think much compares to that in a physical sense. I don't. <laughs> <sighs> Be beautiful, Cora G, you guys. She is gorgeous. I might put up a picture just so you guys can see her too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all are in for it. Do I get to pick my own picture? Uh, I don't know about that. We can we can talk about this offline. But um, I don't know. I I really enjoyed having you on the show. I Thank really you. enjoyed you taking out your time from your busy day. I come, enjoyed coming. I was nervous, but to come see about little me and uh, being on my episode of this podcast, Petty Time with Will. Um, do you have any shout outs that you want to do? You shout out to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Big ups. Big ups. No, no shout outs. <laughs> what about like your kids or anything? Your best friend from wherever they are? My best friends, well, only one knows that I'm on this podcast right now. Hey. So I haven't told anybody. But I, mean, I love them all dearly. You can choose to like shout them out wherever they may be. Regardless of whether they listen to this podcast or not. All of my homies from the West Coast. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. Not my homies. <laughs> not my homies. I have my few little handful of best friends hey. that know that I love them dearly. So shout out to them for keeping me encouraged over the years so that I can have some wisdom to pass on hey. right now. Um, I got a couple shout outs. Like I do every podcast. Um, shout out to Blue Star Entertainment. Shout out to Chantel. Shout out to Dave Martin, a.k.a. Camo the Protégé, uh, for doing this lovely beat that's going on in the background. Uh, shout out to all my haters. Um, you guys motivate me to keep going. I may not ha- have a lot of haters, but there's some people out there secretly hating that don't want you to know that they're hating. The ones that like will click, click on your Facebook, be your friend, but not like anything. Shout out to y'all. Cause y'all motivate me to like keep going stronger. I may have like 700, 800 friends on Facebook, but only like 10 people like my stuff. That's neither here nor there, but shout out to the rest of y'all 750 people that, or 790 people that don't <laughs> like my stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't hold any negativity or any grudges against anybody. It's all love from my end. I don't know if you can say the same thing. Um, if I hurt y'all, You'll be alright. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. I apologize. I mean that. It's all love. Like That's what we're here for. We're here to love. Spread love, show love, give love. And receive it in return. Um, that's it for me. Uh, yeah, it's been real. Until next time, y'all been listening to the Petty Time Wave Will podcast. I'm your host, Evan Williams, a.k.a. Petty, uh, Petty Will, Wavy Will, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm out.